0: For the second year in a row, the Australian Open Golf has been cancelled due to COVID. Joining us, their CEO of Golf Australia, James Sutherland. James, thanks for your time. My
1: oh, pleasure, Rory. No problem.
0: Oh, man, how disappointing. Yeah, it's.
1: Uh, well, I just started in the job 12 months ago, and in my first week, I had to call off uh, the men's and women's Open, and geez, you, I, I would never have predicted that 12 months later we'd be doing the same thing. At, um, it's gone on and on, and yeah, like I, we're um, obviously saddened by the situation. It's just really difficult. There's not one specific reason for it. It's just a multitude of things that come together that you know, mean on balance it just doesn't make sense to, to play, play the two events, and um, unfortunately we've come to this decision.
0: Hmm. Give us a couple of the reasons. I, I think outwardly, it'd be international travel, it'd be quarantine, it'd be, um, you know, the professionals losing money. Give us a couple of other reasons why.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, that's uh, people aren't coming to Australia and if they do come, they've got to quarantine for a couple of weeks and
0: for professional
1: golfers times money and uh, they're not going to sit in a hotel room no. for two weeks. So that's one thing. I think the other aspect of it is um, these sorts of events are, they need to be planned you know, well in advance and it also involves significant costs in, in terms of the planning and, and set up from early stages, including you know, getting the courses ready. Uh, significant investment needs to go in from about six months out and uh, when you've still got a layer of uncertainty as to whether it can, can go ahead, um, we need to be very cautious about it. As a sport, golf isn't blessed with um, rivers of gold from broadcast rights um, like uh, AFL and cricket, uh, and and so we we have these challenges in terms of the, the revenue, but also just uh, the economics of golf tournaments are, are very difficult, and they rely very heavily on commercial uh, support from sponsors, and and also I might add government who are very generous in their support, and 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 quite frankly, that when you talk about a women's Open in, in Adelaide, or a men's open that was going to be in Sydney this year, um, government and these other corporate partners, they're, they're signed up to a certain level of uh, prestige around the event, and that includes best possible players and what have you, and um, we, we don't feel that it's stacked up, mm. we can't ask them to cough up for something that they haven't signed up to.
0: Yeah. What's your emotions? Is it anger? Is it frustration? Is it disappointment? I mean, we had the Women's Open here in South Australia and absolutely loved it. Are you getting enough federal and state government support? What I mean by that is the AFL, uh, they were able to do whatever they wanted pretty much when they wanted because they had the relationship with the state governments to open up and you know do fly in fly outs and do covid hubs and all sorts i know with our state here we've done that with tennis why couldn't have golf done the same thing
1: yeah i mean I i certainly don't question the support we've um we've had from government and the south australian government and events sa have been absolutely brilliant in their support of the women's open and We'll continue um, the conversation with them. I know they're great supporters of golf and they want to see golf in South Australia, so I think it's just a formality for that to happen in the future. But I think the point that I was making earlier on, Rory, is is I think the economics are quite different for Mm. for footy. Our relations are strong and I'm sure the government would um, provide some concessions for us. But ultimately, you know, the AFL or NRL or cricket, um, they also have to pay for these biosecurity hubs and some of these concessions. And Quite frankly, golf um, golf is, is very different. We don't have that sort of revenue, and it um, take take our golf events. Um, in order for us to get them on TV, we actually have to pay for the production costs. Whereas mm. cricket and footy and what have you are getting uh, okay. significant yeah you know, per match fees. Um, literally millions of dollars per match for um, for being able to, to broadcast them, and that easily covers the production costs.
0: Yeah. I look at cricket, and I think the elite level has to thrive. Our women's and our men's national team have to be successful. Soccer, I reckon, is pretty much the same. Golf locally, I know personally here, is flying. Membership's up. Driving ranges are up. Drummond Golf, great supporters of ours here. They're absolutely flying. So what impact will it have on, do you think, the grassroots by not having an elite Australian Open golf tournament?
1: Oh, look, I think it's a, it's, it's definitely a, a negative. And um, as it is for the players, I might add, I, I really do feel for our professional golfers that have had, you know, a difficult time that last summer where... Mm. Events were cancelled, and um, and prize money's come down, and and the opportunities just to play these playing opportunities that lead to um, give them open doors for them to play overseas. So let's not forget them and um, how they're affected in in all of that. But but you're absolutely right, Rowie. Golf is flying at the moment, and we're we're working very closely with the the PGA, the Professional Golfers Association, on a strategy to grow the game or to really capture, I guess, this this sort of COVID-induced spike in interest in the game. And one of the things that we're finding, which is very interesting, is that there are there are literally four or five times as many people. For every one member of a golf club out there, there's, there's about five or six times as many people who are involved in golf in other forms. So they might be a casual golfer or they might go to a driving range or simulate a golf. All of this, all of this, um, these different forms of the golf of golf uh, are really catching on, and, and people are finding different ways to get engaged with the game. I mean, obviously it's a it's a great uh, social outlet. It's it's mental health, physical health, and I think that's one of the things with yeah. COVID that it's been an outlet. It's it's a, it's a mm-hmm. safe environment for people to exercise and socialise and get a bit of competition at the same
0: time. Yeah, and it's outdoors. What will this cost your bottom line? James,
1: I look at all hurt because um, you know, with it comes um, you know having to having to you know have difficult conversations with our with our commercial partners as yes. to, to what it all looks like. But um, I mean, again, it's a, it's an on balance decision in the best interest of the game, and what we are determined to do now is to you know have conversations with the, the partners and and including. Um, you know, the people that are going to, going to be hosting events in, into the future, uh, about how we make the summer of golf, golf in 22, 23, um, something that in some way, um, and hopefully in a big way makes up for, um, the disappointment of these last two summers. There are, I might add, you know, we'll still try to get some golf events away, um, but an event at the scale of a, an Australian Open, mm-hmm. men's and women's open, it's, um, it's not going to happen this year, unfortunately.
0: Well, let us know if we can promote any of that. We're more than happy to. We love the Women Open here in um, South Australia. As always, James, thanks for your time. Thanks, Roy. Good to chat. Yeah, CEO of Golf Australia, James Southern. there. Very disappointing. Two years in a row, but can understand it. If the borders are shut, it's costing people money, and you've got to isolate, well, that's what's going to happen. What have we lost? The Tour Down Under? Tennis? The cricket? Formula One. Formula One. Honestly, James Sutherland, our guest.